on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Good God, the Knicks right now are beating the hell out of the Blazers. I'm sorry, Trista. 97-61, Knicks up on Portland after three. Uh, Minnesota beats the Magic 113-92. Sacramento up on the Pistons 129-110 now. And Memphis, look at Memphis. They're rallying behind the injured John Morant. 42-31 over Dallas. Seven and a half minutes to go in the second quarter there. Woo, I tell you what. And maybe it's they're going to be a good against the spread team. Dallas was a nine-point favorite, Ashu. But again, remember Detroit was up like twenty-five points, and now they're down eighteen. Paolo Bencaro let us down too. Only eighteen points, two rebounds, three assists. Horrible. Not good. Yeah, Horrible not stuff. Uh, not. This is a you know how this is. This always is what happens, right? You see a guy with like five or six straight games just tearing it up, and you just you jump in. You know, eventually that do factor comes in, and that was tonight for him. So. Just yeah, a lot a lot of blowouts again tonight. the The uh, National Blowout League is it's showing its ugly face again tonight in the NBA. It's like double dutch. You never really know when you're supposed to get in or get out. I know, not great. No, it's yeah, it's it, that's the one thing about the NBA, right? I mean, that's what we loved about the in season tournament is you got some players and some teams where you felt like these games were more predictable. It felt like everybody was engaged, and now we're back to like bunch of guys going when when when's the all-star break again i need a break i need some sleep for a little bit of while so yeah, all right no we've doubt. had a little bit of line movement so far as we head into super wild card weekend in the nfl let's take a look at where some of those spreads have gone since where it opened is he gone for how long how does this affect sides totals props it's time for another installment of market movers <laughs> I'm glad they put the camera over to you because you're just like mouthing along with it. I mean, this is clearly there is nothing, Trista, that brings you joy more than the open to this segment without question. I love it so much. Is it gone? That's what it's I'm saying time about the for market movers, Trista. We we could do it ourselves, really. Honestly, I, we could, we could. But you know what? I don't want to take away from the great work that was clearly already Can't. done, and it looks like a soap opera. Just, just great, great work. Of we were talking about Bucks Eagles with Jordan Dejani earlier. We have moved it past a key number here. We do have you can get Bucks minus three or the Bucks plus three now. Uh, the only reason I, I'm just I'm just concerned about what Baker Mayfield's injury status is going to be because I I know that is like if Baker Mayfield's not playing, it's Kyle Trask. No, thank you. I want nothing to do with that game whatsoever. So that's kind of like the weird spot we're in. Do you want to take the risk now and grab a Bucks at plus three just to be safe in case you don't get a three again? Because, I mean, we, we talked to uh, Patrick Everson last night, right? And he said a lot of the people that he talked to early on thought this wouldn't go to three. So we do have some threes out there now, which is at least a better spot, right? You want to pray for the push, bare minimum here. But I just – I don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield, so I feel like you just kind of have to wait, which is – it's risky. I'm weighing the odds here, but I'd probably rather wait just in case because Kyle Trask, gross. Well, I guess worst case, I don't think the number gets any higher than three and a half. So if Baker's mm -hmm. really banged up – you could probably hedge off and take the other side and just play pay the little bit of the juice yeah. from you know like yeah. the minus one ten the ten part you know, so I would probably do that if I like the Bucks. This game is stinky. It's Bucks or nothing mm -hmm. for me. Feels like the Bucks are actually ripe for an upset, but boy oh boy, backing Baker Mayfield in the playoffs is something that I'm not particularly comfortable doing. 
these these situations are always so weird too, right? The team that wins the division that really shouldn't be in the playoffs, but you got to let somebody in because they won the division, right? We saw it years ago with Seattle, and they end up winning a playoff game at home against New Orleans. We saw Washington at least compete against Tom Brady and the Bucks, who ended up going on to win the Super Bowl that year. And then I can't remember what happened with Carolina the year that they did something like that. I think they were seven and nine that year too. But like these teams are usually competitive because they are kind of in that playing with house money mode. You got a home playoff game. The fans are kind of juiced up, but it's the Eagles are just, I mean, what, what has happened to this? It's one of the greatest fall-offs that we've ever seen. Like, I know that we watched the Eagles at the beginning of the year, right, and said, okay, they're flawed. Jalen Hurts doesn't look the same. You lost both your coordinators from last year who really had good first seasons as head coaches given the circumstances that they were given. But we're watching an Eagles team that went to the Super Bowl last year and had a delayed hangover until, like, halfway through the season. Yeah, and – we talked about it pretty much all year long that the vibes just didn't look good. The thing that I find to be so funny and hilarious, and I'd love Scott to chime in, is like there were legit a lot of Eagles fans thinking that this team was set. They were smarter than everybody. They could get all these players on the defensive side in the draft and and just like, just evaluate talent, Jeffrey Lurie, better. We make better trades and everybody. We're just going to have a long championship window. Jalen Hurts, MVP. And now it's like, oh, no, baby. This whole thing has got the wheels falling off. Scott, you're an Eagles fan, but you're pretty realistic. You're level-headed, which, and I'm not even saying that sarcastically. You're one of the few that's that way. Uh, I feel like you were kind of a realist the entire year with this team. What the hell happened? The back seven from week one of the season. The back seven has always been messy. And T, you and I talked this off the air. Slay ain't slaying it anymore. Bradbury is not what he once was as well. And then, what, the uh, the elective non-essential surgery to call it a day, a la. Remember when Shaq did that in the NBA season? He's like, they, they walked it up, and he's like, all right, it's time yeah. to fail. So we're bailing. I mean, yeah. the, the, the the safeties, the cornerbacks, linebackers can't cover me. That's just – it's it ain't pretty and it never was pretty. Their front is awesome. Nobody's going to argue with that, but you can't rely on just the front. That's basically what happened. That's what she said. Well, listen, I'll give yourself some credit, Scott, because I've watched you uh, scurry very quickly when there's free food somewhere in the kitchen. So you could be pretty quick when you need to be. Fair. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, – I, I don't, look, I don't think Jalen Hurts is 100% healthy, but you know how it is, Trista. Like, at this point in the season, nobody's 100% healthy. I'm looking at the Dolphins right now. We've got some of the early injury reports for the Saturday games that, are, that we're going to have, which, by the way, one of them is another Peacock exclusive. People are getting all butthurt about that because it's just going to be on Peacock. I hate to tell you this, but this is going to continue in the NFL because all of these partners want to push their, their uh, digital properties, if you will, and they're going to continue to do more and more of this. But right now for Miami – I mean, you've got, like, Teron Armstead obviously didn't practice again. Xavier Howard didn't practice. And then you go on the other side of things where limited is Devon Achan, Tyreek, and Raheem Mostert, and Jalen Waddell. Jaylen, I mean, like, a bu- some of these guys will play that are limited as the week gets closer. But, like, this is a situation where, like, teams are teams are banged up at the end of the season. So some of it is who's less banged up and less injured at key spots once you get to the playoffs and playing good football. You bring that perfect storm together, and those are the teams that end up in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, you're right. You you look at Miami, and you said Van Ginkle is also on the IR. So looks yeah, like he's, out he's not going to be. He's out. That's a bad injury. Every guy that they've had come in and step up, that guy has gotten injured as well, right? Like you've got uh, Raheem Mostert and Achan. Achan emerges as this fast, speedy little rookie. He goes down. Mostert comes in, ends up setting a franchise record for touchdowns, and then he goes down. I mean, you've got Jalen Waddle. He's gone down. I think he's going to play, but how healthy is he? Tyreek Hill, he looked really banged up. That ankle did not look right last game against the Bills. He was limping all over the place. So this is just like the worst version of the Dolphins, and it's been the worst version of the Chiefs. So you look at this line, and it's three and a half, and I just don't know that I can back the Dolphins. Oh, four now. I don't know if I can back yeah, the Dolphins even at four. I know it, it's I, I just it's just so many injuries just defensively alone and then God if if Jalen Waddle doesn't play another game and Tyreek's out there and he's not a hundred percent I mean you're losing just about everything that you have right like at least at the beginning of the year we knew they had all those weapons on offense and they were healthy so they would just outrun teams but now if you don't even have that this game moved from three to four still even then I'm not that I just I really. Like, the Dolphins, it just kind of feels like it's all come crashing down right at the end of the season. I know they're in the playoffs. I know they still got two out there that's healthy, which is funny, too, right? Because there's certain quarterbacks as we got into this season, right? And it was, this team could be good if blank stays healthy. Well, Tua stayed healthy all season. Lamar Jackson stayed healthy all season. The difference is, is that the Ravens were able to overcome more of the injuries because they dealt with injuries again this year too but they're still the number one seed in the AFC they had the depth they overcame those injuries the Dolphins it just feels like it's just adding up to be way too much at this point in the season and I they're they're I'm with you they're not a team that I trust at this point it seems like nobody trusts them but playing the Chiefs you go sit there and you're just like that offense how like it's gonna have to be Rasheed Rice go give the ball to Rasheed Rice give the ball to Isaiah Pacheco that's how the Chiefs win this game I know Travis Kelsey is gonna be involved but like if we're being honest with ourselves we know Travis Kelsey is starting to arc the other way in his career forget all the Taylor Swift stuff he's just getting older that's how this works in the NFL yeah man I mean He's got to drop off at some point, just like Derrick Henry. He he looked good the first six weeks of the season, and then all of a sudden he's averaging like two and a half yards per carry and is the only thing that he's doing well is getting into the end zone. So, yeah, I mean, we knew it was happening at some point with Travis Kelsey. The question is, who steps up? Do they have enough pieces? I mean, I know that Justin Watson has been a guy that tra- that Patrick Mahomes seems to like. You've got a couple of tight ends. You got Noah Gray there. That can't be what we're rocking with, though. That's not a. That's really not a championship level wide receiver room, tight end room. Just it's not. Pacheco's going to have to run for like 200 yards against the Dolphins. Doesn't it feel like we talked about? It kind of felt a little arrogant last night the way Michigan started calling plays as the game went on after they were up fourteen three. Doesn't it almost feel a little arrogant with the way the Chiefs came into this season with no real weapons other than Travis Kelsey to get the ball to for Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, dude. Like I feel that this happened not just with Kansas City, but it happened in the prime years for Aaron Rodgers too. It's like you're so, yeah. and to a degree, Andrew Luck. You're so good. We don't really need to give you much. And Tom Brady, obviously, is like the archetype for we'll give you dog poop 
guys that catch the ball. We're just <laughs> You're so good that we're going to make you do the most with the least. And they figure it out because they're so good. But, like, really, in all reality, they should be giving those guys the best. Because can you imagine you had Randy Moss and Tom Brady. So what, what would that look like with Pat Mahomes and the best receiver in the league? Oh, yeah, we already saw it. His name was Tyree Kill. And uh, they were monsters. They let him go. So they have to make a move. They've got to figure out a way to get a veteran ASAP Rocky. I'm really surprised they didn't go out and try to get D-Hop. So I think they were talking to him. It just sounds to me like he just took the most money. And I don't know what all the other offers were for him, but it's clear the dude just wanted to get paid. And he missed the playoffs and had a, essentially, I mean, really, it was not like it was a great year for D-Hop in Nashville at all. So now you kind of look around and go, could they go after him again this offseason? Does he want to go to Kansas City? Does he want to actually go play for a winner? I think Kansas City is going to be one of the more aggressive teams this offseason when it comes to the wide receiver market. Drafting a couple of guys, probably going out and, and adding to that in free agency as well. Because you just got to have depth in the NFL, right? Like, sometimes you just yeah. get lucky. Like, the Browns story is awesome, right? The Browns bring Joe Flacco in, not off the street, but off of his front yard playing football with his kid. That game opened at Browns minus one and a half against the Texans. It's now moved to two and a half. You can get some threes somewhere there, too, if you want to take the Texans plus three. Uh, but, like, they've been able to also overcome, like, injuries, like Nick Chubb being out for the entire year. And I, I would say overcome Deshaun Watson being injured, but, like, Joe Flacco was an upgrade this year for the Browns. I love the Browns against the Texans. As much as you and I both love that story for Houston, I have to put the story aside here for this and just look at where the Browns are, the type of football they're playing right now, and they've, they have depth. Like, you've got to have depth in today's NFL for this point in the season. We got an extra week. We got an 18 game or 17 game schedule. It'll be 18 at some point soon. I think we all know that that's going to get to that point. But, like, this is why you have to go out there and be aggressive in the offseason and have as much depth as you possibly can at key positions. Because if you don't, you're going to be sitting here looking like the Dolphins going, yeah, we're in the playoffs, but who's actually going to play for us right now? Yeah, dude, that's kind of the big issue is like the teams that can go to their backups and their backup backups and teams that have to sign guys off of the couch and find ways to get those guys meaningful minutes. So I think for the, for Buffalo, they've done a good job of trying to play at the margins. They have some good backup guys. For Miami, absolutely yeah. not. It's just been, I mean, it's been absolutely brutal for them. I mean, look, and even Steelers' bills, right? That was, Steelers open uh, plus nine and a half. It's moved to 10 now in a lot of places. You can get a nine and a half some places too. But, I mean, it's Mason Rudolph, the quarterback. And I don't know what to make of that game. I mean, because the Bills are the better team. The Bills are a heavy favorite in this. But if Josh Allen turns the ball over three times, like Mason Rudolph and that Steelers offense, I mean, they're flowing. They look pretty good right now with him as a starting quarterback, which is going to be wild heading into the offseason. But if Mason Rudolph can kind of get to them to the point where he's getting George Pickens the football, which he did the last couple of weeks, obviously, in that disgusting game in Baltimore, it was totally different. But if you start getting the ball to him and that offense is humming, the Bills are going to be in for a world of hurt. Yeah, dude, especially how difficult it has been to shore up their run defense. We're going to have to see. It's going to be a fascinating matchup. I, I mean, all these games this weekend, I can't wait for it. But let's be honest. Uh, Rams-Lions, I think everybody's got that one circled. Because that is like, that's just two teams, two offenses, the storylines. Oh, everything that's there. All right. We take a look at some of where the NBA is right now. And what the future is for John Morant, the Grizzlies, this season and moving forward. It's BetMGM Tonight.